Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. What's good? How was um, your weekend? Other than this fresh ass haircut you got, nigga out here clean as hell. Feds watching. You need a new uh, profile pic at this point. Ooh. Drop some selfies, my nigga. Ooh. <laughs> Has your boy glown up? Glow up, indeed. Um, I don't really do much this weekend. Um, today I've had a pretty busy day. Yeah, that damn weather really fucked everything up yeah. last week. I I really did want to go out the other night. I did too, and I thought about it because it kind of slowed down. Um, what is on these walls? It looks like blood. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> nobody else is gonna know what the we're talking about. What? The, where the fuck are they? We're in uh, a public library. <laughs> yes, we are once again. Um, so it had kind of slowed down at like nine thirty, and I was like, I wonder if they like postponed it if they're still playing because they were there with uh element 21 too so it wasn't like it was just them like it was a whole night kind of situation but once i got home and decided that i was comfortable it was a wrap like um the other bad thing about how the weather's been is zert road has been closed a lot of roads have been closed so they delayed some schools out in harvest it's hard for me to get in like I was going to work the other day, and I was just late as fuck because I had to go the back way, like take Martin Road. Oh, my God. Martin Road is so fucking long. Martin Road was flooded <laughs> as fuck. I bet. It was only like one lane. Like, the middle of the road was the only way you could go. You could get in, yeah. So, like, luckily, I have a F-150 because I just went through that shit. Weird flex, but okay. Nice. And then I got stuck in the uh, my parents' yard yesterday. Because it was so muddy. Yeah, driving a car that's low to the ground has not been fun these last couple of days. Because these little side puddles that I've been splashing in. Yeah, that's not cool, man. That hit my car. And it's so much louder because it's like right there. <laughs> it should freak me out every time. But yeah, it's been a rainy-ass weekend here in Huntsville, Alabama. We have seen sunshine for the second day in a row, and we really don't know how to act. Yo, yesterday I wanted to get out, <laughs> but I was like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. especially, like, I was at work all day, so by the time I got off, it was getting cooler and stuff. I was like, man, I was at work bullshit. too. It, it was super windy by the time I got off. Yeah. I got off at 7. And then I got stuck in my parents' yard. I had to get pulled out. <laughs> Bro. That is the most emasculating feeling when you're in a truck, but Ooh, you still can't I was get out. Say the F one fifty had to be saved. I gotta get that four by four. <laughs> Sheesh. Levels to this shit. Sheesh. But um, so today I had a doctor's appointment that I had to go to. Um, went to that. I went cool. Uh, then I needed something to eat, so I was just driving around. I didn't want to go too far because we were recording here. 
So I went to uh, that poke, poke place. Oh, she? Yeah. Downtown? I got ramen. Bougie-ass ramen. That shit was Lit. a strong, like, $14, though. <laughs> Ooh. There's a place, um, they turned the old Sam and Greg's into this place called Big O's. Oh, it's yeah. like um, Korean fusion. Yeah, I had... They have ramen there, too. Mm-hmm. They had another... I think they had another place that I ordered on Grub South. Big O's a long time ago. I had the... Bulgari or something? Bulgogi. Yeah, Bulgogi. That shit was on point. Korean beef. Yep. Man, we some bougie ass niggas for real. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Korean, Korean food beef. is jumping. It is. I've my, been... um, my granddaddy got remarried to a Korean woman, so we kind of adopted the ways. <laughs> Had a little taste. <laughs> a little taste. Just a little. What I do want to try is uh, Vietnamese food. People have been talking about that a lot. I saw Wale talking about that on uh, Twitter. Name some Vietnamese dishes. Like, what's. Pho? Oh, okay. Pho is Vietnamese. I didn't know that. I thought it was Japanese for some reason. I th- yeah, I don't know. The place out in Madison is called Pho 28 or whatever. It says Vietnamese. So oh, okay. I think it's Vietnamese. I, I might have associated with it being Japanese because the place that I had Pho at um, also was like a sushi place. So I just thought. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these Asian cultures, they might just be out here fusing together to confuse our asses. This is because... <laughs> <laughs> they won't know our shit. We can't differentiate between these... Uh, is it because of... Is it a reaction to our racism about Asians? They'd be like, they all look the same. They all start the same shit. <laughs> I think so. I think did, so. Did they just get tired of, like, white people coming into, like, a Japanese place being like... <laughs> Y'all got folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, did you watch the Oscars? Nope. Man, I actually watched the Oscars, the whole Oscars for the first time in a long time. I thought I was going to get in and tune into it, but by the time I got home, since I didn't get off till 7, um, it was like 7.30ish by the time I got home, and it had already started, and I have to get my shower as soon as I get in the house. So, like, by the time I got out the shower, it was already an hour into it. I was like, eh. That shit didn't go off till like, 1030, though. I bet. Award shows always be long as hell. Oscars, especially. Um, the reason I asked that is because uh, Trevor Noah was speaking, and he was uh, joking about uh, Please that he's Wakandan. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> he's joking about Wakanda because, you know, they speak. So, mm-hmm. I always mess up with it. The clicking. Yeah. Cause, and he was, um, that's his native, that's his mom's native tongue. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so he was talking about, uh, it's an ancient uh, um, phrase that they always say. And he said the phrase in the language. And he said it means like we come together at a hard time. No, it didn't. It really meant white people won't understand that I'm lying. Oh, that's funny. So the only people that got it were South Africans who speak. So they were tripping out. <laughs> and then one of my uh, one of the guys I knew from Gremlin, he was like, can somebody tell me what this means? And I told him, he was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
like yeah, Trevor Noah don't give a fuck. I love Trevor Noah. Um, so uh, shout out to the winners. Ruth Carter won for. Um, she was the designer for Black Panther. Yes. And she has done a lot of amazing work in the past. I think she did Boomerang. She did. Um, was one really? She's done a lot of stuff. So she got her flowers, and then the set designers for Black Panther one. Mm, nice, Black Panther was out here winning shit. Then uh, Regina King won. I saw for, for uh, Bill Street. Street could talk. I still yeah. haven't seen that. Me neither. It's a lot of movies I was watching. I was like, I, I kind of start watching more movies. I'm gonna go to Memphis in May so bad. Cardi B is gonna be there. <laughs> I might have to go with you in May. <laughs> See my boo. Um, uh, and then of course, the great Spike Lee finally got a fucking Oscar. Saw that he posted an Instagram p- photo with the snapback that said it's about damn time. <laughs> like, I really wanted to see Black Klansman win a uh, picture, best picture, mm. but of course, oh, and shout out to Mashala Mar- uh, Ali Mahershala. Mahershala, I always mess it up. It's okay. That's one of those ones that because you don't actually say it out loud that you're like you have to think about it. Yeah, you're just like, all right, I've settled on this uh, <laughs> pronunciation, and unless one of my friends checks me, I'm riding with it. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Um, he's so fine. Hey, Zaddy. You know what I will say? That dude can literally wear whatever. Cause he's like, fine as shit. I mean, that's your opinion. I'm just saying he can wear <laughs> whatever, and it works. There are women who agree with me that Mahershala Ali is fine and shit. Yeah, and it's, I'm sure there's a lot of guys. But I'm just going to take y'all word for it. <laughs> but um, So he won his second Oscar. Turn up. Um, I do have some weird conspiracy theories. Uh-oh. Per usual. <laughs> He's about got, the Oscars or about him? Just the Oscars in general. They're quick. They will give black actors and actresses best supporting actor quick. Supporting, yes. He's won two supporting actors. Mm-hmm. Octavia won one. Viola won one. But as far as the big categories, I think it's isn't just that Hallie. the one that Regina won too? She won best supporting. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And then also going to conspiracy theory, um, Spike has. This was the first year Spike was ever nominated for best director. He was only nominated for uh, best documentary before and best original screenplay for Do the Right Thing, which is a historical injustice that Do the Right Thing did not compete for best picture. And you know who it lost to. Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, of course. So this year, Green Book won, which I haven't seen, and I'm not going to see that bullshit. What's Green Book? The one with Mahershala Ali, where he has the white driver drive him throughout. Oh, yeah. It's a real white savior movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm done with white savior movies. Right. That's when I say I'm tired of those. So that one, and so Spike apparently was mad as fuck. And he was like, every time I lose, I lose to somebody driving people around. <laughs> but yeah, that his speech was dope as fuck too. 
He shouted out the ancestors and everything. Told everybody to get out and vote. He was drunk as fuck off champagne, which is always amazing. Yes. And so our bitch ass president said that it was racist. Racists are always quick to call something else racist. Racists don't know what racism is. Yeah, they they use it <laughs> as a reactionary term. Yeah. They're like, you called me, so I'm going to call you that. It's never used properly by no. them. Mm-mm. So you like the haircut? I do. Isn't it? Isn't it what I suggested? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Fade Factory. <laughs> okay, turn up then Fade Factory. Um, might have to try them out sometime. It was when I was in there. It was actually three women in there getting their uh, fade sessed up. Rocking the short dudes. Was one I know lady, a lot of women who go over there. This one lady had a dope ass fucking fade. And her hair was dope as fuck. I love it's just something about short hair on women. It's cause they be rocking that shit like with ownership of it. Like I'm owning my sexy. <laughs> Okay, so Jesse Smollett though. Okay, one second. Okay, so um, since our last episode, this uh, Jesse Smollett uh, situation has gotten even crazier. <laughs> I've uh, been afraid to to keep up with the details. All right, like it's so much like confusion and stuff. Like I'm almost done with it. But pretty much what happened was he got arrested and Chicago PD, of course, had to make this grand uh, scheme act like he was fucking uh, Osama Bin Laden. They brought down. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got that light skin nigger from Empire. <laughs> Bro. All right. So what? Do you- this is what I'm reading currently now from ABC News. <clears throat> Yes, my name is Kimberly Johnson. I'm reporting live from the scene in Chicago. Wow. I'm just playing. <laughs> wow. uh, okay, so ABC News has obtained a copy of a $3,500 check, apparently written by Empire actor Jesse Smollett, to Abimbola Osundaro, one of the two brothers who police say helped stage an attack on Smollett in Chicago last month. Meanwhile, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson, appearing exclusively on ABC's Good Morning America on Monday, doubled down on his contention that the Empire Star fabricated the account. I was so on the fence on this, and I was like listening to the read, and Crystal was like, I'm just going to believe him until somebody can prove me wrong. And here we are. So... The check was dated January 23rd, six days before Smollett claims he was attacked in a hate crime. A copy of the check was first published online by TMZ. Sources close to Smollett, close to Smollett told ABC News the actor was starting to train for an upcoming music video titled Don't Go, in which he had to appear shirtless. ABC News obtained a calendar entry of Smollett that indicates the video was scheduled to be filmed February 23rd. The $3,500 check was $600 per week for the workout plan 
plus 100 per week for the nutrition plan over five weeks. A source close to Smollett told ABC News. Okay, so the $3,500 no, $3, check was supposed to be for training mm-hmm. for this video or whatever he was trying to do. Uh, Johnson said that Osundaro brothers told police that Smollett gave them a $3,500 check to carry out the elaborate scheme. And by elaborate scheme, they mean the whole attack. But there is more, right. (laughs) There is more to investigators confidence in their conclusion that the public has yet, yet seen, he said. But Um, yeah. So, okay. But what is it? (laughs) What, what do we know? What's real and what's not? What we know for sure is the attack was fake. Yeah. Well, well, do we know what, that? What we know for 100% certainty is that the idea that two white men <laughs> beat him up and called him say this MAGA country and all that shit. That's a lie. Yeah. I think we can almost all agree that it was at least staged or fake based on his what he said to all of us. And then, what else? They arrested him. Now, here's the other thing. After listening to how I felt last week, I was a little bit on edge. <laughs> I mean, but, no, I, I completely get it. My I think my side of it, it looked like I just didn't care. And that's not true to me. It's like... Anybody who's going to look at this and be like, see, look at these niggas lying. Look at what these niggas will do. We're going to do that regardless of the situation. Because um, it, it is a big deal because it does hurt the LGBT community and it does hurt the black community. Because now, not only are we ever receiving rightful justice for these situations that happen to black people, such as police brutality no one's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be even harder for us to to have justice in these certain situations because everybody is going to start looking at it as, can we believe it yet? You know what I'm saying? Like right. you kind of open this door for these same bigoted people to discredit everything that we go through. And I was talking to my homeboy the other day about some other article that had to do with like a black man and a white woman, blah, 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 blah. There's so much stuff that's going on now in the media. I think that's just trying to stir up black rage now. Yeah. And that's also kind of pouring into the discreditation of these situations that happen because now everybody thinks not only are we lying about shit, but we just always want shit to be angry about. And that's where I was trying to explain I got right. a little, and I got it. I got it, <laughs> but I don't know if everybody else got it. like because it just seemed like I was like on one, but it was like I couldn't properly express. I completely understood though. I completely understood, which is why I was calm. Like I know, but <laughs> but uh, no. The funny thing was like because I was listening to it removed from me actually seeing the situation of us record. I was like. Like this is an unbalanced energy. It's like I'm just raging, and you're just like I was just letting I mean, you have it. Bro. You need. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm like that. <laughs> True. So, so, um, this is what Amanda Seal. I think this is the right question. Who is this? No. <laughs> this does. Y'all really over here talking about Jesse's 
possible lies set us back as if R. Kelly is still not walking around free. This was right before. <laughs> I just... I want to get to a, a place of understanding of just like, what do y'all really think all this is? You think one actor coming up with a a story that it if false is problematic, you think that set us back? No. What set us back is the fact that not enough black men came out to vote and therefore we got this fucking ass president in office. What sets us back is the coons who allow for... That clip only had... That was only a minute clip. Mm. But that was getting around on Twitter from uh, what we call Hotep Ashy uh, Twitter. But my whole thing was, like, as far as that, of course, I disagree with that that uh the part that doesn't do any damage to everybody i think some people the reactions from some people is what is what is making people angry because everybody at one point was like so if we see that this shit didn't happen are y'all gonna be like we had it wrong some people ain't willing to say that true and that is (laughs) anytime you've gotten in an argument with anybody when somebody is not willing to concede that maybe i was wrong is the most disturbing thing in the world. And so, like, sometimes when people do stuff like this, it sounds kind of aloof. It's like you're, you think you're above reproach. Um, As far as when she said the thing about black men not showing up, that's kind of a mischaracterization because I think, what, 84% of black men voted for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> It's not like it's not like with white numbers where like seventy percent of white men voted for Trump. Only like ten percent of black men voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of where some people feel a certain type of way towards Amanda Seal. Yeah, some of it's rightfully so, and some of it is just like you just don't like women. <laughs> Like, uh, Tariq Nasheed, who I fucking hate. I hate that nigga so fucking much. Does he not like her? He hates her. Of That's the one, you know, in the Breakfast Club interview when uh, she was, she wasn't naming names, but Charlemagne was like, That's the Thanos for all uh, hotels. Oh, it must have been the one right after her special came out. Yeah. Okay. The one where she's talking about this one nigga she hates. That's what. And also, they were talking about how, who she was talking about, that just showed up at, when women showed up at his uh, hotel. And he was, like, naked. You know who that was, right? Myron Roll. Who's that? He's, he went to Florida State. He was a Rhodes Scholar. But now he's a a doctor. Myron Roll? R-O-L-E? R-O-L-L-E. But apparently, that's who he was talking. That's why she said uh, something about like in your scrubs or whatever. Oh. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
But yeah, he was a, like a genius, and he also played football too. He <laughs> gave up the NFL to become a doctor, but he was highly recruited out of out of high school, and he was yes. on the pathway then. It's funny that the uh, occupation that Google gives him is football safety, even yeah. though he's not playing football right now. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so. So, yeah, I just, I am disappointed. Like I said, I would be. Do we cancel him? Yes, because, nigga, you knew the shit was (laughs) fucked up. Um, I've seen so many different articles, though. Like, one of them said he was abusing drugs again or, like, or off his meds or something. Yeah. That's what, uh, he he had an untreated drug problem. Apparently, the, uh, one of the brothers... In the alleged attack, uh, was a drug dealer. Oh, so he was just a drug dealer. Great. Just keeps getting worse. What's gonna happen when Journey comes out with some new shit? Everybody's gonna be like, "Yo, what about your brother?" <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen because she's a great actress. You sure about this, baby? <laughs> Also in Chicago crime, we have uh, Robert Kelly was taken into custody Mm. for 10 felony charges. Look at God. $1 million bond. He couldn't afford it. Yup. And as a bondsman, <laughs> from the bond standpoint, uh, so he would have had ten percent, so a hundred thousand dollars. Apparently, Kells ain't got stacks like that no more. Apparently. So when all those people were like, "What is not buying his album gonna do? What is not streaming his music gonna do? What not keep uh, him from being able to buy his way out of jail? What is Mute R. Kelly really gonna do?" Save all the women's lives that were in his uh, control. That's what Mute R. Kelly does. And notice you don't see none of them, uh, those uh, niggas that were out here acting like, um, just riding for R. Kelly. You don't see nothing in them no more. <laughs> Wonder why. True. Because now that he's finally being persecuted... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all ain't got nothing to say, and I better not see Nam free R Kelly shirt or hashtag. Shut the fuck up! I ain't ask you to fuck with it, bitch. <laughs> My motherfucking response, not your. <laughs> True, but uh, yeah. <laughs> We got to quit acting like everybody that's arrested for a crime that's black is a political prisoner. Facts. Like, these niggas ain't Nelson Mandela. R. Kelly has not done good in a long time and has hurt many a person. And if y'all riding... Did you see that D.L. Heagley bullshit? Mm-mm. I don't pay attention to none of his Man, shit. Man, D.L. Heagley out here tripping.
This is D.L. Hughley. If R. Kelly was a Catholic priest instead of just a regular pedophile, he wouldn't be indicted right now. What the fuck does that even mean? If he was a regular priest? If he was a regular pedophile. Why did I hear priest? Because it said, if R. Kelly was a Catholic priest instead of just a regular pedophile, he wouldn't be indicted right now. So you you riding for the perspective of regular pedophiles? That's... Oh. So does pe- people's pedophilia get absorbed by their title? Are you Are you saying that are you normalizing pedophilia? Sounds like he's normalizing pedophilia. In which we will bring up that this is also the same man who did when his youngest daughter said that she was being, I believe, molested by somebody he knew. He didn't believe her. Fuck that nigga. Child. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. What is up with these trash ass dudes? Though? I'm so tired, man. I'm so tired. And the, this is the fucked up thing. Niggas like that are the reason that when you do have a dissenting opinion on some stuff, people be all like, oh, what you say? Like, because they be used to seeing these dumbass niggas talk. Stupid shit. I just don't know, bro. As the world burns. <laughs> Like, it's crazy shit every fucking day. Every day, B. Every day. Like, the Patriots owner starts hanging out with Meek Mill and all these rappers, and then this nigga get popped for being (laughs) going to the jerk spot, and I don't mean Caribbean. (laughs) Wow. Are we going to talk about abducted in plain sight? Yes. Oh, my God. While we on the jerk spot? Yes. All right. So, I I actually you watched, watched it. No, I watched it, like, two months ago. When it came out? Yeah. But I was like, Kim ain't going to watch this craziness. So, I just put it in the back of my mind. But all the memes have been just funny as fuck. So, when I saw that you were actually watching the shenanigans... When I told Wendy to watch it, she got mad at me. She was like, that was the dumbest bullshit <laughs> I've ever fucking seen. So fucking dumb. But it's so like, it's such a glimpse into how well-to-do white people are. Like, you've never experienced any kind of real hardship that you think the world is nothing but roses and sunshine and you can never you can't even see when somebody close to you is violating everybody you in your fucking family and your family because you just can't believe that this person is this this evil but i don't know if that's necessarily a white thing i think that's partially a religious thing that okay and they were mormons also they were mormons mormons be on some weird ass shit i swear to god sorry mormons but woo yeah i mean child the ghetto (laughs) um but no like they just they just kept saying like we just couldn't believe that he was that person he just never and then when they you know were kind of going back over it it's when they were just like well we did think that was kind of strange and i'm just like what Bro, that's the weirdest shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of crazy ass shit. 
But I just kept watching and being like, what? Why would you tell anybody that you were just the dumbest people, the worst parents of all time? There's just so many things that played into that being so stupid. Like, Let's even, go through <laughs> Even just the explanation. I'm going to get my pen out. Let me hit my pen <laughs> because I got some deep shit to say about this. But even just the explanation of why he had a fixation with young girls was crazy to me. His brother just being like, yeah, like pretty much like, yeah, yeah, he was like, a pedophile. Yeah, we knew it. We knew it. Like, that was his thing. Like, <laughs> what the huh? fuck? <laughs> and that's the same thing that R. Kelly's and them brothers were doing. Yeah, no. like, I mean, he likes younger women. I like older women. Like, bro, that's not... People are fucking weird. Um, All right. First and foremost, let's just start at uh, the thing that when it happened, I was like, what the fuck? Go. <laughs> so the what the fuck moment. So are you talking about when he jerked the dad off? Or, the dad jerked him off, didn't he? I mean, yeah, when the dad jerked him off. Bro, like, I've never been riding with my friends. <laughs> and like, bro, I ain't getting no ass. Can you relieve me? <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just thinking about like, <laughs> just so many things. Like my mind just goes down a rabbit hole because I'm just like, this has got to be like some weird, and I can't even say just weird white man shit because I feel like, I feel like it could be some niggas too, but like just this weird brotherhood that like crosses the line. I feel like this happens with a lot of guy friendships though. And and no one says anything because I've heard some shit. I mean, but but not not but to that but level, but, bro. but as a grown ass man with a wife and a family, your friend, quote unquote, <laughs> we do mean that loosely. Who is also a grown ass man with a wife? Did he have kids? Did they have kids? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> grown ass man with a wife and a family you decided that it was your duty it was your responsibility to go ahead and sexually relieve this nigga <laughs> Hey, bro, sometimes you got to help a friend out. And I just need to understand. I need somebody to help me understand. Take one for the team. <laughs> um, so that was the first crazy thing. Well, that was one of the crazy things. Like The, the weird part to me about it was the fact of he was able to read in that guy that he was struggling with his sexuality. He was so in these people's heads that yes. it was crazy. Whatever they needed for him to get more access, he would do. But the fact that he could get the guy to just jerk him off is like the on the spot. Like, on the spot. Like y'all ain't never. Done he didn't nothing. have to warm this nigga up. No. <laughs> You gonna jerk me up? Yeah, I jerk you up. <laughs> <laughs> like, how naive do you have to be to just sit there and be like, well, shit, all right. Yeah. 
And then he knew that he got the dad, so the dad didn't want his secret to get out. So he was going to do whatever to hide his secret. I mean, at that time, it was it was hard to be an openly gay man. What, the 70s? But what the fuck, bro? And that was like the first like 15 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like when it was when I saw it was a duck in the place, I I thought it was gonna be like he was a nice guy with a dog, and then just one day he just like I didn't know what it was gonna be. I didn't think it was gonna be like this. That's literally some eyes wide shut type shit. Yeah. Like they so they allowed this man to take their daughter after he had already exhibited these weird behaviors. Like it was after the point where they noticed that he was taking pictures with her and only her and like taking her only to like trips. Be like, can I take wanted her to, to the pick camp? her up from practice and take her places. on school nights? And they were like, on he was like, I'll take nights. her to school. Like, who the fuck? If a nigga tells you I'll take her to school and just volunteers and shit, and red flags don't just pop up, who? What are you doing as a parent? I just don't understand their mindsets. And then plus. At you gotta, that time, any adult knows there have been creepy adults around. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you remember stuff from your childhood. You're like, yeah, there's some creepy niggas out here. I feel like almost every woman has a creep radar. Apparently not this one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She hadn't had no real shit to ever happen to her in her life. Like she was so privileged and protected that. She just didn't think people like that existed, or at least not close enough to them. Right. That's some weird shit. And then I just don't. All right. So, and I, then the way he was able to brainwash Jan, like so fucked up. I just bro. don't get it. You know, like those uh, when people say like things jump the shark. And, like, things get so ridiculous that you really just can't uh, process it. That moment was when she was explaining that they were headed to Mexico or whatever, and they were in the back of the van. (laughs) And he told them that he had a mission from God, and they were going to save the world. And then he started talking about the aliens and all the other shit. Like, what the fuck, bro? Bruh, and then moved her to California, enrolled her in a school, an all-girls school, and told the administration that he was with the FBI or whatever else so weird people will come looking for him. (laughs) But for them to, like, he really thought this shit all the way out. Like, he planned this shit. He was almost like an evil catch me if you can. So maniacal. <laughs> He's like if Leonardo DiCaprio's character catch me if you can was a pedophile. <laughs> My mind is just blown. My mind is blown. But you know what really got me was when um, they were living in his trailer. And I, I think this was before they actually got to California. And she was talking about how he would come and like lay in the bed with her. And she like, and she was what like eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. and she would just feel him like raping her. Yeah, and her parents 
and she had to just sit there and take it and talk to talk herself out of it being a bad experience. This is the weird part. Oh, it's when they were camping. That's what it was. Yes, when they were camping. Because they were camping with his daughters, and then she was just he was just like raping her. This is the weird thing. Well, the whole fucking shit is weird. When he told them, told the parents that he was being treated for a pedophile, uh, being a pedophile. And his part of his treatment was to, to sleep, <laughs> lay next, lay to, next to, woman, to, to a girl. Nigga. And they were just like, well, if it's for his therapy. <laughs> if it'll help you out, buddy. What? <laughs> if uh, That's one of these movies I want my mom to watch just to be like, that's, that's demonic. <laughs> I hate it. Like, my emotions were so mixed. Like, I was, like, angry at this motherfucker. But then I was also laughing because the parents were so goddamn stupid. Like, I was literally sitting there watching it in my bed. Like, y'all got to be motherfucking kidding me. Like, are you si- y'all let this bitch go with this man after he had already kidnapped her once. Like, it wasn't like a, a day or two thing. And then she was she- gone for a whole month or two the first they, time. Didn't they not say nothing for, like, two weeks? Yeah, they let her go missing because they and they didn't want to disturb anyone or alarm anyone. And the FBI, they were they they kind of gloss over this, but the FBI were kind of like you dumb, like you dumbasses. She's gone, bro. And then they're like, I don't think he'd do it. They're like, no, he's they're fucking gone. (laughs) I was in the bed having that you dumbasses moment like six or seven times I, and I just it was i think i laughed in the end i was like <laughs> she's fucked up <sighs> bro all right and then this is when they start having trouble with jan because you know why would she be having trouble as a fucking teenager after all the shit that happened they decided to uh put her on an airplane to send him to him send her to him yeah like he was gonna straighten her out what the fuck is wrong with you And I feel sorry for the other kids in that family having them dumbass fucking oh parents. Oh my god! Because I'm sure we can have three or four. Uh, we have a whole season of episodes about the dumb shit with these. Like dumb I can only kids. imagine though the damn conversation between the two sisters while Jam was gone. Like, can you believe mom and dad? Mom dumb and dad's ass? old fuck ass is gonna <laughs> let our sister. What the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> Just whispering in the room. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Just mad and helpless. Do they not see what's going on? Why do they keep talking with him? Oh my god! Like he's so fucking creepy. What I know the they were talking fuck? shit. They had to be talking shit. They had to be talking shit. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers. I ain't gonna let this shit happen. But I'm watching you. I got you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was crazy. Like he, he was a master manipulator. But they—that's even more scary. It was just tons of these niggas out here. Yeah. Like, niggas really study fam- pe- families' dynamics so they know how to work their way in. It's crazy. But see, look, this is why I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, a black mama because our mama wouldn't let us spend the night in nobody's house if a dad was in the house, if there was older brothers, if there was any yep. kind of men in the house that were going to be sleeping in the house. At the same time I was, I was not staying over there. Right. Like... Same thing with my sister. Black mamas don't play that shit. <laughs> well, you gonna take her away? You finna go, go across town? With who? For what? 
Mm-mm. They were even protective with us. Like, it was like, no, nah, y'all. <laughs> like, when I was like 11 or 12, like, we had friends that were older. Like, my dad was like, no, nah, y'all too fucking young to hang out. <laughs> dad was like, fuck, no. Fuck, I look like. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. This shit is wild though. Like, that shit was crazy. What is up with all these Netflix documentaries of just the weirdest shit in the world? Have you watched any of the Ted Bundy thing? No. That shit's wild as fuck too. I might watch that next. I might watch that tonight actually. It was oh, I started watching well, I've watched all of them, but do you ever watch on Netflix the Tom Hanks, like the seventies, the eighties, the nineties? They're like five part series, like two episodes will talk about television of the era. And then one will talk about music, one will talk about politics, and then one will talk about like technology. And so I watched the 2000s one, and it's so weird to look at things from. A, and so I watched the 2000s one, and it's so weird to look at things from an adult point of view that you experience as a child. Ooh. So, like, when they got to the music episode, it was just blowing my mind because it was just like, oh, my God, this is my whole fucking country. Bro, that, my playlists were all around that era. Yeah. Era, era. I got to talk to you about that. I got a beef with you, bro. You got a beef with me. I've been doing all these fucking playlists all the time, and you drop a fucking playlist that's a fucking hit <laughs> in the fucking streets. I actually dropped two. <laughs> Back to back, like Bro. within 12 hours of each other. You know what sucks? I have master playlists on Spotify. People don't just don't have Spotify. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just seeing you get all this praise, and I'm irrationally just like, this is fucking <laughs> bullshit. I forgot that you could upload playlists to Spotify, too. But, yeah, I dropped two playlists on Apple Music. It's called Baby Girl and Baby Girl 2. Um, It's just uh, an all-girls playlist for us by us type situation some nostalgic shit you know yeah what else we got Y'all uh, mad you called this shit gentrified ramen it looks really good it was really good what kind did you get you said beef i got pork pork see and they do their egg different here so the one that they do at big o's i want to say they do it drop style or they either um do like a runny egg on top and i don't do runny eggs when I make my ramen at home, I do do the runny egg. Bougie nigga. When I make my ramen at home, I do it drop style. What do you mean drop style? So crack the egg into the boiling water. And you know how egg is in fried rice? Mm-hmm. That's what it turns into when you drop it into boiling water. Like that kind of like fluffy but spread out egg. Okay. So it's kind of just like in the noodles. Anyway. When did... Separate. I mean, that needs to be the title of this uh, episode. Bougie ramen, my nigga. Let's talk about bougie ramen. What? When did 
ramen become yeah. like was it popular to have outside of your house because that used to be known as like the poor folk food yeah like, you wouldn't tell people that you ate noodles if you saying you're going home to eat you're not talking about going home to eat no ramen <laughs> no and if it, you are even though broke boy ramen be jumping why because it's full of salt but yeah. you just got space that shit out you can't go too hard at it can't be having it every day cup we, of noodles too drink that water when you die yeah nigga Mm. okay so bougie ramen though i guess it all started because this is why my theory i think california started the trend first i think it got yeah but i think it got big when the recession happened Hmm. so like people were this is just theory people were uh trying to save money at the same time, they want to spice up their uh, poverty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Spice up their poverty. <laughs> Never mind. The title of this episode is Spicy Bougie Ramen. Continue. Because <laughs> you remember, like, like the only reason I remember this stuff is because we were in college during uh, the height of the recession, but there was a there was a push to be more slightly conservative with money, mm-hmm. and also to buy like American products. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that's when Levi came back. Like right, we were trying to build our economy, and uh, that's also when flannel and stuff was popping. Man, yeah, you could get flannel in like a three pack. Yes, at Costco, bro. <laughs> this like this one. you got you got a flannel three pack or two. Yes, <laughs> bro. I had so many flannels. Flannel was, is never gonna not be a thing. And then it was just like you just get you a dope pair of boots, and that's your fit for the fucking winter. Everybody's wearing the same shit. Recession swag. Yeah, yeah. that's when lumberjack fashion was slow. Like, and then niggas was wearing the damn hats with the ears on them yep <laughs> the flaps i forgot what those hats are called um but yeah so uh bougie ramen we got i think that was a result of that whole wave hmm. but honestly I, I think when it comes to like that kind of a food trend i think it started in california probably yeah and then people started bringing it to restaurants here because I first had my first pho experience in Auburn. And when they start bringing shit like that, that like that to college towns, I feel like it has to be all over the, the gram somewhere. Yeah. Which and then, to me is California. Like all the trendy shit on the gram starts in California. Or New York. Or New York. Yes. New York's always seems to be more like authentic. Mm. California's is more commercialized mm-hmm. and whitewashed. Yeah. Very whitewashed. Um but I call it gentrified noodles because that's what it is. That's what it is. Like it's like, bro, I paid fourteen dollars for fucking ramen noodles. I for a whole three- year. <laughs> <laughs> you could eat off of that same <laughs> I could get a pallet at Costco same for fourteen dollars. <laughs> Be fed for six months off of $14, I swear. I would like to say that. As a person that's been dating myself for a while, I treat myself pretty fucking good. I'll be taking my show, myself out to all the uh, 
the hipster stuff, showing myself off to no, myself. I think I think that's the thing of like adulthood and growing up though too, because like I just feel like at this age we should be eating good and drinking good. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? There's no reason for us not to be eating good shit, bro. I, went, I struggled in college so I could do this. So hopefully okay. had, to, <laughs> had to crawl before I walked. Hold did that, so hopefully I wouldn't have to go through that. <laughs> Listen. But uh yeah. And somebody was like, uh somebody had posted on Twitter, they were like, Anytime you you do something nice for yourself and then somebody's like, Oh, you need a couple of kids, just stop with that hate dash. Okay. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> Why you gotta be mad, bro? Why you like, mad, fam? Uh, oh, you have like they act like you're not a real adult. You're like, oh, you don't have a family. <laughs> okay, I know this. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm cool, bro. It's just it means I can do shit I want to do. But yeah. no, you should treat yourself. I'm glad you got you some bougie ramen. We were talking about the different ways that we do ramen. So if y'all not putting egg in your ramen, you fucking up. You missing out. You your ramen ain't bougie enough. You got to bougie it up a little bit more. So this like this is my go-to ramen recipe no matter what flavor I'm eating. So I do my ramen. Boil my water first. Wait till my water is boiling. Throw the noodles in. Wait till the noodles are almost done. I'll drop an egg in that hoe. <laughs> Then I drop in <laughs> bars, nigga. <laughs> then I'll drop in the seasoning packet. Let that cook. Let the egg get done. Turn it off. Cool. So when I pour it in my bowl, I usually put the slap your mama seasoning in there. Which, if y'all don't know what it is, it's a Cajun seasoning. I cannot survive without Cajun seasoning. That's just the Creole in me. I don't. I can't. I can't do it. Cannot do it. I cannot. Uh, I cannot. Cajun seasoning. Um, sometimes sriracha, if I'm feeling like extra lit. Um, I'll put the little dried green onions and maybe some sesame seed. That's some fire ass ramen. What's your ramen recipe? Yeah, that is bougie as that god damn. <laughs> Might even sprinkle a little parsley on that bit. Somebody bit on oh, Pinterest. <laughs> no, like I'm the type of person that cooks by like what they're feeling. So if I taste something and eat something, I'm like, ooh, you know what this could use, and then I'll I'll spice it up like that. But I'm. Mm-mm. I had a big uh, when I was on that. I had a big like stir fry, ooh, like yes, move, like yes, yes. yes. And then, like, my mom got me, like, the stir-fry pans. I mean, I was in the kitchen whipping. I feel like we went through a stir-fry phase, too. But that was when they were putting it in those bags, like the pasta, the voila meals, Mm -hmm. where you could get, like, the Alfredo stir-fry and it, like, whip that shit up in, like, 10 minutes. I feel like stir-fry was a movement for a minute in in households. (laughs) It was. It definitely was. It's, It's weird how even food goes through trends like that. It is. It is. But you don't ever think about it until you, like, when I was watching that documentary thing, and it was, it's like, oh, I remember this shit. And now the thing is, like, Hello, Hello Fresh and Blue Apron, mm-hmm. like, everybody eating them Hello Fresh meals. Now, um, if you do, like, want to step your ramen game up, I mean, you can always go with those other, I mean, the Manchurian, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you 
there's a one that's in like I know for sure like at Publix, but it's like from overseas that mm-hmm. you can get that those noodles are really good, and then you can also get the fresh made noodles like at Earth Fair or uh, Whole Foods that have to be refrigerated and they expire in time, but the mm. fresh ones. That's how you bougie your shit up. I almost made some ramen with some egg noodles the other day, but I was like, that's just going to take the whole... That's not even ramen that, at this point. That's the that's the only bad thing about spicing up your ramen. It's like, I can make regular ramen in two minutes. I can make bougie ramen in an hour. <laughs> and it's still going to be ramen. <laughs> So how much fucking time do I have to commit to this? Listen, I like my ramen to be substantial, honey. But like, if you like, it's just something that you feel like you playing yourself. <laughs> you like, yeah, I was cooking for an hour. You say, what you make? Ramen noodles? <laughs> like, you made what? No, like you could go hard though and really do like throw some meat in it. You could throw yeah. some um, shredded shredded cabbage on top, shredded carrots. Now, the one I had today, ginger. I had cabbage, ginger, carrots, see what I'm saying? and pork. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? I probably should have got the shrimp, but I just... Teriyaki sauce, spicy mayo. Like, you could really make it to some shit. <laughs> I mean, we are some bougie-ass niggas. <laughs> like, what do you put on your ramen? Listen, I'm a bitch who know how to spice up some hood shit. That's all I ever do with all of my meals, honestly. Um... But yeah, shout out to shout out what to ramen other, eaters. What other things have has our generation bougied up? I know everybody always talks about um, the avocado toast wave. That, but also like these um these brands that are resurfacing like Fila and Champion and uh Um What else? You know starter. those the starter, all those brands that like were basically the oh you broke brands like oh you can't afford Tommy or Fubu or none of this so you got because Starter and Champion were sold at Walmart. But the crazy thing is, we're old enough to where when we were kids, Starter and Champion were the shit. Yeah, they were when we were little little kids, yeah, like grade school. And but then like middle school, school <laughs> <laughs> that's when that shit ended. Like if you didn't graduate from the Starter and the Champion, yeah. You were lame. Like, that was lame shit. That was whack shit. But now, like, it's trendy again. And they're literally making, they're making like, collabs with people and stuff. Crop top jackets for girls. And, like, I really, like, if we. I wish get, I wish Fubu would come back around. I I, I'm rock, waiting. I'm waiting. For I would rock the fu- some Fubu or some Rockaware, my nigga. Baby fat. We need to start planning now, but we oh. need to have a 2000s party. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> We're gonna have a 2000s. Stop. I like, love bro. farting planning. Like, don't. Let's do. Let's do a 2000s party sometime this year. The summertime would be the perfect. For our, our fucking one year anniversary. We're gonna. So that'll be in spring. That'll be better because the weather won't be as crazy. Ooh, springtime party! What y'all think? Are we gonna get uh, matching velour jumpsuits? Listen, <laughs> nigga, if you tell me to go, I am ready. Tell me where to go. Let's start now with the planning, like real shit. Airbnb. I was actually thinking that the other day. Ooh, y'all. Okay, it's legit. It's happening. I love party planning. Oh my god, it's gonna be so dope. And then that just gives us a reason to make some more dope ass playlists. Yeah. Oh, nigga. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm ready. Have you seen anything about the ADOS people? Mm-mm. What's that? Uh, the Af- this American descendant of slaves. It's our uh, new challenger in the whole temperature uh, category. <laughs> oh, great. So we got new hoteps. Yay. Great. But these people uh, like to point out the differences between uh, African-Americans and the descendants of continental Africans and descendants of uh, West Indians. I don't know if that's politically correct, but if I offend any West Indian people, forgive me. But, uh, yeah, so they're like, they're one of the main people that I've been seeing post that is uh, Tariq Nasheed Mm -hmm. and uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Mm -hmm. who it's amazing that like 10 years ago, if you had told me Boyce Watkins was going to be some dumbass, I would have been like, no way, bro. (laughs) He's the next Michael Eric Dyson. I was wrong. Because Dr. Dyson be kicking. Okay, so th- yeah, that's what we were talking about. I was talking about Boyce Watkins. But uh, but pretty much these guys are uh, just hoteps. Mm. Now, some of them come from honest places, and they're just, you know, I think all black people have a hotep face. I think so, too. Like we started Mine with- happened early. Right. Mine and it ended early. <laughs> when, when did your hotel phase start? Happen quick. Um, I think it was when I first got to college. I think that's that's usually when everybody like because you're learning, you're being around other black people. Yeah, that's when I was just like, we have to stop saying nigga. <laughs> oh, you're one of them niggas. But then I was like, man, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> man, fuck these. Niggas. The people who gonna say it are the people who gonna say it regardless. Like, right. I guess it's two ways you can go with that with hotepetry. <laughs> you can go the respectability politics way, or you can go into no, we must reject all whiteness. <laughs> literally, literally, it's no middle ground in hoteps. <laughs> so uh, ADOS people are uh, they say that all the candidates running need to say what specifically they can do for African American descendants of slaves. Nobody else. That's the only thing they're focused on. So it was a legitimate movement by, you know, actual black people. But recently, in our ongoing series of misinformation being spread, there are a lot of people who are pretending to be ADOS people who are actually just white people. So it's digital blackface. I'm tired. To sow seeds of mistrust on other black people. One of their targets, main targets, Kamala. Of course, yes. So a lot of the people are saying that she's not a ADOS, so it doesn't matter what she says. Y'all just going to hand this election over to Trump, huh? That's Basically. Cool. They have decided that if it's not their way, then it's no way. So a lot of people <laughs> on Twitter are fighting back against ADOS people. 
And those people are slowly proving themselves to be fake black people. And that shit is crazy. You can usually tell, like, I said this on Twitter about the whole Jesse thing. When he said the whole MAGA country thing, me and you both know tons of conservatives. Trump supporting conservatives. They don't say stuff like that. No, they don't. They say like they'll say vague things. They wouldn't say something that's something direct. so specific. Yeah. yeah, they'll say very vague things. They'd be like, "Whoa, what the fuck does that mean?" Mm-hmm. And plus, they have a way of speaking. Same way with black people, we have a way of speaking and communicating to where when certain things are said, you're like, "I don't think that's a black person." Yeah. And then you'll Google image search them. Definitely stole that from some. uh hair blogger on <laughs> why do they all have natural hair oh my god <laughs> like, so, like that was like a Shea Moisture uh, commercial <laughs> but yeah and then they'll say very vague things and then at the end be like and I'm a black Trump supporter okay black Trump supporters do exist but there's no way it's as many as as the internet is saying. Exactly. And you can usually tell a real black conservative from like these fake black Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. A real black conservative, they might have voted for Trump, but they ain't going to let you know. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, so uh, that's going around. Um, do you feel like this is the worst black history month ever? You know, I'm not going to say it's the worst. I feel like it is... It's definitely uh, a step down. I feel like we are just more aware of um, shitty things that are happening, period, in the world. Mm-hmm. And this month wasn't going to stop shitty things from happening in the world. Um, so, no, I'm not going to say it's the worst. It feels like the worst because of our awareness, but... It's probably not the worst, honestly. I think, like, coming off of, like, last Black History Month, which was lit because Black Panther came out. It's a different kind of Black History Month. But with the Oscars that just happened and the awards that were won, it's a little redeeming. Somebody said Black Panther won Best Picture last night. We would have been fully redeemed and we would have acted a fucking fool. <laughs> we still got a couple more days left. We got I think between this... To the end of the week. This Jussie shit popped off at the beginning of Black History Month and then all the blackface shit. And then all the just everyday things of just being black. All the fucking designers with the blackface. The blackface thing is what? really bothered me it's so old like i'm so tired of hearing about blackface instances and you know i was thinking about this um like it'll take a second to come back around but i promise it'll come back around. um did you see the uh the john wayne thing where they were talking about his interview in playboy in 71 but he was saying all this old racist shit that people are still saying Stuff like the blacks, uh, he he said something like, I believe in white uh, supremacy until black people are educated and all this other shit. But John Wayne's been dead since 1979. 
So, of course, conservatives make it seem like liberals are just acting erratic and just trying to find any instance to divide us while they're dividing us. And somebody put it into context because they were like, that's just how old people thought then. And we're like, well, he did this interview in 1971. All in the Family started in 1971. So by 1971, it was okay to make fun that a bigot was as stupid of a person as Archie Bunker. Right. So it makes me think, uh, in All in the Family, they had a blackface episode. Yeah, they did. And they made it known that blackface is not fucking cool. We used to watch All in the Family. Yeah, all black people did. (laughs) That and Jefferson's, because Jefferson's is a spinoff of All in the Family. I used to watch a lot of stuff with my parents. The Jefferson's, um, what was the name of the damn, the black uh, butler? Benson. Benson. Um, of course, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Good Times. Good Times. Good Times is the most depressing show ever. We used to watch Happy Days. Hey. Little House on the Prairie. Bro, you see, that Little House on the Prairie clip was crazy, too. I did see that. Um, yeah, that's a, that's the old The Waltons. Shows. The Waltons. That's the old shows we used to watch. And then he had, like, Gunsmoke and Bonanza. That's my daddy used to love that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. My daddy loves some motherfucking Gunsmoke. Just watching Westerns. <laughs> What's the other one? The Rifleman or something? I don't remember. Like... That's them, just, that's just, them all, what is it about them old westerns like because that's what it was i guess that's shit. all they had yeah it was like you just watch westerns man but i mean honestly it was on it was like gang shit that's what it westerns really were so <laughs> but yeah those were the old black shows anyway so back to john wayne yeah so he was like they were just we have to it's always dangerous when you're just like, well, that's just was the time then. Cause that's absolving people of, uh, some of the sinister things they did. Mm-hmm. Is it true that it was a, t- a different era? Of course. But it's just like when you talk about like slavery with people, they, it wasn't just the time they knew they were wrong mm-hmm. in what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was just that it was more okay to be wrong. Back right. Then. You could, uh, you had better publicity. <laughs> you had better publicity, so you can get away with a lot of shit you couldn't get away with now. Literally, that's really all it is. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but yeah, I, I think this Black History Month has been weird, man. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a history nerd in me, but I was just so ready for Black History Month. Like, kind of like how my brother is doing the whole, like, different quotes each day on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Which, that's, that nigga got super black on us, too. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but stay woke. Niggas creeping. Niggas creeping. They gonna find you. Gonna catch you sleep. Oh, but stay well. Man, that song's gonna play for the rest of our life, and I'm okay with it. That's gonna be it. It's gonna be at my wedding if it ever happens. <laughs> if. Um, what else? 
All right. Follow me with this one. Conspiracy hour. All right. Is it possible that we are living in a simulation? Let's just use Black History Month as an example. It seems to be a concerted effort to undermine black nobility. And that black nobility is the offspring of Barack Obama. Apparently, none of these uh, far right wing conservatives ever drank before they were 21. Apparently. None of them. Now, what I will say is, Willie Obama is a classy chick because she is drinking expensive wine. They're like, oh, you drinking wine, wine. Grown folk wine. I know. They're like, oh, she, she a pro at this. That expensive she, shit. She drinking better wine than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a grown ass nigga. Mm-hmm. And she was just holding the bottle like a champ. Like it was like, bro, $2. This- <laughs> Stunting is a habit, bro. Get like me. Um, See, everybody mad that Malia Obama got caught drinking in college. Okay. It's it's just like this how she was at whatever uh, festival she was at and she was smoking weed. Yeah. That's the shit that literally her daddy wrote a whole book about snorting coke. Come on. What do y'all think y'all are doing? You think that you're getting her in trouble by Barack and Michelle or do you like what are you doing at this point? Right. They're not in office anymore. So like we don't have any dirt to dig up on them that's gonna fucking tarnish their names anymore. Like we believe the Obamas to be as pristine and, and as regal as we can believe them to be and that's just not gonna change no more like it ain't shit that you can tell <laughs> that they do and when it refers to them living their everyday lives that's just gonna start on me like it's just not okay a 19 year old was drinking in college <laughs> <laughs> wow newsflash all of us were. <laughs> Give me some other shit. Like, bro, I was wild the fuck out, and I can't tell you some of the shit I did in college. Okay. Because I was wild. Listen. Bro. Everybody, calm down. Y'all getting on my nerves. Right. First time I ever drank was These I was teenagers are out here doing teenagery things. <gasps> They're having sex. Shocking. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, people are full of shit, man. Let people live their motherfucking lives. Now, if they was out here strung out on some shit and prostituting, that's something to talk about. Whoa. Slut shaming, bro? No, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> um, Also, speaking of Obama, when he went to that Duke game, that bomber jacket was dope as fuck. Like, and then he had the 44 to sleep. It's like, yo... That nigga is Obama true. is out here doing it for the culture. Do you hear me? Like for the motherfucking culture. He's like the the people's president. He is. It's man. like it's just like when NBA players go to Washington D.C. They don't go meet Trump. Even if you don't like him or you didn't like him as a president, you gotta like him as a regular ass nigga. Like yeah. you got to. Like when people see him out, they act like he's the biggest celebrity in the world. They, they like, are just so fucking swag. Like, did you see what the fuck Michelle had on at the Grammys? That fucking sequin ass pantsuit. Like, yeah. 
Who's first lady ever, ever is out here swagging like that? Who? No one. Period. Can't stop. Won't, Won't stop. stop. <laughs> like, Stunting. Bro, like that whole family is fucking just. They'll be fresh as hell if the feds watch. And they are watching. All the time. <laughs> um, Speaking of another family of uh, extraordinary black people. These Smiths out the here. The Smiths, are fucking, I knew uh, it. The Smiths out here. The are Smith women. Everything up. The Smith women Bro. in particular. All right. These photo shoots. Lit. I'm trying to. Willow is a beautiful young lady. Gorgeous. I think I just posted her to my Instagram. Honestly, somebody <laughs> like she is fucking gorgeous. Love her style. I love her energy. And it's just so weird. I remember when she was born, bro. That shit is wild as fuck. Yeah, look at her. What? Like, when I saw that picture, I was like, yeah, that's... Legs for days. Yes. Legs for days. I was trying days. to get a weight around it without it sounding creepy because she is, like, still, what, she's 18? She's, like, 21, I think. She's been old for forever, so I don't ever know how old them cats are. <laughs> So I just be, I reserve judgment. <laughs> no, I honestly think she's like 21. She has to be. Because I think Jaden, her is... and Justine Skye are like behind each other. Like Justine Skye is like 23, 22. Golly, I'm old as fuck. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Mm. That is so, so utterly ridiculous. Mm. I don't know who, who thought of that, but it's ridiculous. Mm. First of all. <laughs> Bro, I looked at uh, I looked at some therapist uh sessions. I was looking for a black lady. Whew. Hard to find in Alabama. No, they there it's just they expensive. That shit was like 150 a session. I was like, oh. That's why I like. I'm good with alcohol. If you if you if therapy is not included in your like health care that's paid by your job, like you can only go to therapy when you can afford it. Or churches and mm, did that before. Mm, mm, mm. I'm good right now. Always take your medication. True. But, uh, and also the sun's out right now. The sun is out. And I have a haircut. And you got a fresh ass haircut. That's like all things to put you in a good mood. I can't wait to get my hair. I'm getting my hair cut again soon. It's like, that's like, I was thinking about it. I was like, that's really like where somebody is really styling you. You know, I never really think about it like that. Of course, you have confidence after that. Somebody, a professional, has just redid your look, keeping you fresh. Now, just imagine if you just upkept that. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't be as depressed every two weeks. Well, you, what you trying to say? No, just <laughs> that's normal. I mean, that's how often I go to the barber. No, I do. Like, especially because I don't know why my hair is growing fast now. I got this shit cut hmm. Wednesday. Hair growing fast. You eating better? Yeah. Diet changes a lot of shit. 
Uh-oh. I need to get my skin going up. You're blossoming. Do, do you have a skincare routine? Let's talk about it. Men need skincare routine. I do need a skincare routine, and I've been nervous. So I'm going to ask you, what should I use as a skincare routine? I usually use soap and water. I don't think that's doing enough. Well, tell me about your skin. Is it oily? Is it dry? Is it normal? What does your skin feel like after you use your soap and water? Dry. <laughs> like tight dry? Or... I have been using a uh, black soap. Does it feel tight when you're finished? No, not with the black soap. It feels normal. So you probably have normal skin. Yeah. So black soap is cool and all. You need a toner, which would also be known as astringent. Okay. AKA witch hazel, apple cider vinegar, rose water, sea breeze, anything that says tonic. It's a toner. Tonic water? No, that's- don't put that on your face. <laughs> and then you need a moisturizer. So. Wait, so soap, astringent, moisturize. Yes, those are the three things that it takes to have a skincare regimen. I always laugh about that one, that Kofi dude who does the skincare routine where he just steals all his girl shit. <laughs> um, I would do baby lotion, honestly. Like a lot of people think cocoa butter, but you don't have dry skin. And cocoa butter, honestly, is like non-comedogenic, which means it clogs pores, which means it could also, it could actually worsen your skin. So I wouldn't use cocoa butter because it's too heavy for the face. Baby lotion is good for just normal skin people. Like that's gonna give you everything you need. Use that on your face day and night, nigga. You be out here glowing and shit. Try it, and it's cheap. And you could get the Johnson and Johnson brand and still be cheap. Whoa. As a Johnson, does that go back to you, bro? Are you advertising my name? I wish. I wish. Sadly, no. But no, that's all you need. Cleanser, toner, moisture. I'm going to see you next week. I'll just be oily as fuck. (laughs) That nigga shot me. Listening. Let your pins or something like that. And moisturize. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm currently using Dove's Men, which is amazing. It's the same as Dove Women's. They just yeah. What is it called? The uh, the pink tax. Yeah, they gotta trick y'all niggas into thinking that it's masculine, it's manly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw a thing where uh, did I talk to you about it? I think we've talked about it before. The pink tax is a little bit more in depth. It's about like actual packaging. Yeah, like uh, pink ra- like razors for women are marketed. Somebody was talking about how like, or, when they had the Gillette ad. Yeah, where it was talking about toxic masculinity, a lot of women were talking about. I always use Gillette uh, men's razors, not the 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 pink women's razors because they're not as good they as the. They normally don't come with as many like blade variations. Like there are some men's razors that be having like six and seven blades on yeah. them. They don't sell women's razors that have that many blades on them. I but, think the the most amount of blades you can get on a women's razor is like five blades. Because I don't have facial hair, I don't shave as much as I should. But yeah, pink tax is a thing. But it also, not only does it go into like charging women more, but it's also like, let's play into women liking things to be aesthetically pleasing. Right. So we're going to, not only are we charging you more because your packaging is different, but we're going to actually like make some regal packaging. So you buy this basic shit for $10 A subpar product. In regal packaging. Literally. Like, let's put this lipstick in, like, 
gold foil with roses on it. <laughs> they also do that a lot when they market towards black people mm-hmm. on some stuff. They'll sell the name of it with uh, actually a subpar product. Mm-hmm. Like what? What's a perfect example? Can't think of it right now, but they they do that. Um, they also had a thing where they used to have a thing to how to market towards black people, how to sell things. Like for a long time in America, you c- black people couldn't own houses in a lot of places, so the only thing you could own was your car. So Cadillac was like the tip top. Oh, the luxury. Right. That's part of it. That's what institutional racism It's does. really pseudo-luxury what they try to sell black people, though. Yeah. They sell black people luxury that depreciates quickly. Cars. Sneakers. Jewelry. Well, the only jewelry that uh, adds value over time, I've learned, is uh, watches. Hmm. So a lot of people say if you ever get money and you do want to buy a luxury item, buy a watch. Well, that's because watches actually come with with the technology inside of them. It's not just about what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like there's right. German engineering. There's, there's working parts. And yeah, like Swiss that. engineering. You know what I'm saying? And the resale value is always amazing. Right. Especially if you can keep it in good condition. Yo, this is our bougiest episode so far. But I like it, bro. <laughs> bougie ramen thanks for listening you can find me on twitter at curvy brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice you can follow our instagram at sub underscore urban pod or follow our facebook page also at sub underscore urban pod you can find our episodes on itunes soundcloud spotify and google podcasts Some of the music provided on today's episode is thanks to our good friend, Corey Battle. You can find him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes are available every Thursday.